the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Good news. Short in the pants, Kevin McCarthy still not the speaker. And we're going to cover why he should never be the speaker. You know, 1987 is when he went to work for a California scumbag congressman who was in the in the mix of what was called Rubbergate. Congressmen used to bounce checks and the people covered it. And his congressman, Bill Thomas, was at the center of it. This is a hand-picked corporatist scumbag. And we're going to cover that and all the idiots that are supporting him in a little while. But I just saw something that was nauseating here in Studio Xanadu. To watch these Democrats scourge, pretend, pretend January 6th was an insurrection rather than an atrocity. Rather than the bow on an election theft, which is what it was, is what's really getting Sickening. It was sickening for two years. But to watch Nancy Pelosi, saggy inside trading whore, do the sign of the cross, that's too much for me. That and Joaquin Jeffries bow his miserable bald head as he pretends to be pious rather than a peon. Seems to me that there's a cloud of illegitimacy that continues to hang over 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. I agree with you, Hakeem. I do. I agree with you. There is a cloud of illegitimacy. And all the awards to the murderer who murdered Ashley Babbitt just proves me right. You rat scum cover artist that you are. Babbitt, that's her name. She was a 14-year veteran. She served four tours with the U.S. Air Force and was a high-level security officer throughout her time in service. That's who was murdered, 120 pounds, shot in the neck, unarmed, with an American flag backpack by a Democrat donor, sit on his ass, connected, pretend policeman. You're a pretend policeman. Yeah, you are. And today, more of the night watchmen that couldn't guard Oak Brook Mall arrested her mother. That was not necessary. I'm not discussing it. Sidewalk? We're not discussing it. Sidewalk now, are you under arrest? It's that simple. We're not discussing it. We're not having any discussions. I got $5,000 to your dollar that that rat cop is a registered Democrat. Anybody want that action? Anybody. I don't think you do. And her crime 
is jaywalking in a ghetto sewer of corruption where K Street and open bribery thrive. Whores, gambling, deviant sex acts, all Washington, D.C. And you're arresting Ashley Babbitt's mother for jaywalking, you wreck bastards? You're arresting Ashley Babbitt's mother. You're going to arrest her? Oh my gosh. You killed her daughter and you can't even let her walk. You're right, brother. That's pretty sad. That's a fascist fourth right. You're just to shame to yourself. Corrupt, corrupt people. In the street, Jay Walker is not a rest of all sense. Jay Walker. That's what matters today. Not this dimwit in diapers pretending to be the president, this stupid son of a dog that he is. Consequential. Not a joke. If I can halt for a second and just say to you, the impact what happened on July the 6th had international repercussions beyond what I think any of you can fully understand. July the 6th? You mean the 4th of July when the country fought off the king? Hey, you in the depends is that what you're talking about or are you talking about when you were able to have the most successful psyop on american soil by the american government perpetrated on victims one of which you murdered her husband says she was a strong supporter of president trump and was a great patriot to all who knew her see but her crime 14-year veteran was supporting donald trump and she made the perfect victim, helpless woman, voter for Trump, 120 pounds, shot in the neck by a coward. And the video, I found it. You could see it on my Twitter. What is my Twitter? Sean from EP. At Sean from EP. It's, a, it's even more sickening when you watch this cowardly scum walk up from her blind spot from the side of her and shoot her in the neck like an assassin. Which is what he is. And he got an award along with the atrocity of this being called an insurrection. You want to know what an insurrection is? Here, here here's an insurrection. Oh, I know it sounds like the South Side tonight. But you know what that is? That's the Sinaloa cartel throwing up a little insurrection because they arrested El Chapo's kid. Burning vehicles, block roads, and violent gang battles echo through the streets of Culiacan. The Mexican city in the northwest heartland of the Sinaloa cartel has descended into a battleground. A reaction to the arrest of Ovidio Guzman, son of the infamous drug lord Joaquin El Chapo Guzman. The clashes have left 10 members of the security forces and 19 from the cartel dead. That's what an insurrection is, you morons. You absolute idiots. Violence, guns, murder. Not the fake deaths that these imbeciles that couldn't have been cast more comically 
by Mel Brooks pretending to be the Democrat Party are trying to swindle the nation. And not to mention, what's the other thing the Sinaloa cartel is doing? They're destroying the peace and tranquility of our country. And that is your government's only job, is to guarantee peace and tranquility. Yet they, they thrive in the Democrat sewers. As fentanyl deaths this year double the entire deaths of our military men in Vietnam. And what do these idiots who pretend to be Democrats have to say about that? Huh? Sideshow Bob. The president inherited a mess because of what the last administration did. They inherited, a, we inherited a mess. And, uh, you know, Republicans in Congress made it worse by blocking comprehensive immigration reform. And so what you're seeing from this president is he's acting. He's acting to protect, uh, to continue to protect the border. We have technical issues, but believe me, she's as stupid. It's as stupid in low volume as it is in high. I will go back to what I have said uh, and what the president has said. I think very passionately yesterday uh, and very um, precisely, which is that, you know, we are doing everything that we can. Uh, and that's why she's called Sideshow Bob, not just because she has the same hairdo, but she's a clown, an arrogant clown. We do need to keep it in perspective. The, the numbers and the scale of the migration challenge is really not something we've seen any time uh, in the last hundred years or so. And just one you want to see an insurrection is when the Sinaloa cartel, MS-13, and every third world gang-banging scumbag drug dealer trafficker is running through the border. And now this idiot in Depends pretends he's going to go down there. He's not going to go to the most important parts. He's not going to designate the real insurrection, the real threat to this country. On the same day, he sends another who knows how many hundreds of billions to the Ukraine, which has been in his back pocket since he was a vice president. That's the real scandal here. Aside from Kevin the Bagman McCarthy. Now, I did a little research because when Frank the Putz Lutz said he's known him for 29 years, I said, hmm, he only got elected in 206. How did he know him for 29 years? And the way that he knew him is he was the asshat for a congressman, a corrupt moron who bounced checks in Rubbergate by the name of Bill Thomas for 15 years. That's where he honed his skills to be the corporatist fraud that he is today. That's why it's so crucially important that he be placed in the most important position the Republican Party has right now in America's dark ages of the Biden administration election theft. Because he guarantees this corrupt system will continue. And by the way, what did Kevin McCarthy say when Ashley Babbitt was shot? What did he say? He said nothing. But you know where he was able to go somewhere and say things? at the World Economic Forum in 2016. And I was reminded, who else said something at World Economic Forum 2016? What we want to do here is to make decision makers understand what is at stake. We are all absorbed by crisis management. We look at the whole... And what, the reason I played that is decision makers, what's at stake... Kevin McCarthy is intertwined with the World Economic Forum and the New World Order. And he has been since he was the congressman's lap 
boy, ass hat. That's why it's so crucially important he be the speaker, because he will advance the agenda of Klaus Schwab. All the different hotspots in the world, and who is preparing for tomorrow? That's what we are here for. That's the reason why I tried to provide a framework in the form of a book for each participant. But hang on a second. We mastered the first industrial revolution and the second and the third, but we did it without having big meetings to master it. Why do we have to do it differently this time? Because the speed is so fast and the impact and the disruptive force. Just look at Uber, look at Airbnb. That's the insurrectionist. Klaus Schwab and the rest of the fascists in the Fourth Reich. That is the insurrection. And an insurrectionist wasn't Ashley Babbitt. It's Kevin McCarthy, the rat bastard. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Let's let this one breathe a little bit. Turn it up, squirrel. Yeah, send me that for the gym later. In the meantime, it's another little tidbit of news that you're not going to see on Propaganda Network that bolster the Fourth Reich. The mafia Democrats scum that have ruined everything they touch, not just Chicago. They're looking at 25 years. They're looking at the first three years of exploratory uh, investment, which will go up to 450 million. For Afghanistan right now, this is uh, uh, good money. It's a lot of money, knowing that there are no other investments in the country right now. So this could open the door, not only for other Chinese investors and companies to come in, but also, I think, other regional countries, maybe even Turkish, Iranian, Pakistani, Uzbek. Uh, you know what they're talking about, Squirrel? The Chinese communist pimps to the whore Joe Biden, who bribed his crack-smoking scum son to the tune of we don't even know how much. They just bought 25 years of oil, gas, Minerals from the Taliban that Joe Biden gave a country to, you fracking moron Democrats. And Ashley Babbitt spent four tours, I believe. Ashley Babbitt, that's her name. She was a 14-year veteran. She served four tours with the U.S. Air Force and was a high-level... So now let's go to a Chicago scum. A Chicago roach scum who lives on the west side and I hope goes for a walk tonight around dusk. Hi, Justin. Hi. Shut up. Shut up, you rat. Dumbass. Why, why is she a hero? She's twice the man you are, you coward. You Democrat welfare roach. Or maybe you're oh, one of those fat-ass mafia members who sits in a trunk that smells like a hammer at Paul Pelosi's house and pretends to be a streets and sand guy. Are you one of them, scumbag? She's twice the hero you'll ever be, you Craig in Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. I can't even There's stand no to hear the voice of these scum Democrats. I don't want to hear your voice, coward. Go ahead. Hey, man, you're right on the money. And this topic is so important today with with Ashley Babbitt. And that, 
that it, it also takes in touches on this um, scumbag um, McCarthy because when all this was going down and everything, he said nothing, he did nothing, and he could care less about the, about all these innocent Trump supporters in it that were basically all gathered up, thrown into jail, uh, I over there, and the this guy, guy isn't willing to do a thing. I want to know the That's simple like, question that FBI Ray refused to answer. Were there FBI assets already in the Capitol in Trump gear? I want to know it, and I want to know it now. I want to know where that scum Ray Epps is. I want to know every email sent from every FBI agent. I want every text message. I want to be like Twitter. I want to know it all. And I want everybody who murdered that veteran to go to prison and not get a medal, you rat, cowardly Democrat roach. George in Naperville. Sean, if this insurrection was such a threat to the republic, where are the American flags out there today that the nation held? I mean, it's, it's a bunch of nonsense. The Pentagon decided to erase the history of the uh, Confederacy. That's what they did today. And I'm pretty sure it was done by an admiral in a skirt who has a Schwansteiger. Cream Puff Jim, you stunk up a truck or two. Yeah, I... Hi, Sean. Hi. I was just all the world's a, st- a stage, and, and tonight they'll they'll squeak on a win, and they'll have McCarthy on the Sunday talk sh- shows, looking like a million bucks. Yeah, they'll be all. Who do you think will have up. a better suit on, Kevin McCarthy or or the Reverend from the Church of Perpetual Tax Evasion, <laughs> Warnock? Which one do you think? Will have? Who's going to have the Brioni on? I think I say I have to guess McCarthy. Now, Jim, you're, you, to, even though you've you've been forced to to vote and and, and kiss the ass of the the Democrat Irishman, uh, when you see saggy Nancy do the sign of the cross after knowing. She's made five hundred million from insider trading and corruption, and her ha- and her hammer stinking husband with the ascots on. Does it make you sick a little bit when you see that dirty political whore make the sign of the cross? I'm a Catholic. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't go. I can't go against Catholics. Well, I'm a Catholic, and I go against everyone that helped the pedophiles move around the world. Thank you very much. You got to stand for something, cream puff, Jim. Or before you know it, you're 400 pounds waiting for a pension check. Peggy Hubbard. Yes, sir. Hi. Um, I am fighting the fighting the Illinois G- GOP. Well, Peggy, you're the little ant that could. Yes, I am. I love it. And right now, we are finding out they are fleecing all of us voters. And we're finding out that I found this out Tracy, with solving crossword puzzles. What took you so long? <laughs> Don Tracy, yeah, Richard Porter, uh-huh. and Jim Durkin have been given money to the Democrats. Yeah. Well, why not? They made money from the Democrats. How many of them own interests in video poker machines or pot dispensaries or pot growers? How many of them have been lobbyists for every two-bit wannabe half-assed gangster Democrat for the last 30 years? Uh, All of them? And in the meantime, Peggy, I love that you're fighting. I really do. I give you all the props in the world. But I can tell you this. You really fight them when you take your money out of that sewer. You really fight them when it's January and you have a tan on your chest. Thank you very much. I mean me, not you. Uh, should I take my shirt off for the rest of the segment? No? 
You sure? I, I, you really? Like George Hamilton. You should see how tan I am. Mitchell in Des Plaines. Uh, first of all, Sean, you can't have an insurrection where no one was charged with an insurrection. And you know the last person that was charged with an insurrection? General Walker, 1961. Yeah. At Oxford, Mississippi. James Meredith. You know that story? You just reminded me of yep. something. How about the how about the the general after the depression outside the White House when they all had weapons? Was he charged with I can't his name escapes him. He was a Marine. You remember you know what I'm talking about? I don't know that story. Oh, I gotta get that. I gotta get that story. But I went long, I took you at the wrong time. You know I love the call. And I want to talk to you. All right. Thank you very much, brother. I went long with you. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Wear your mask, take your pills. Now That's another thing. I've got clips from doctors, not in this country, because they would be censored or lose their license, but in other countries. Talking about stop the shot movement. Did you know that's out there too? Oh, there's a lot going on. But this propaganda wing of the Fourth Reich called our media doesn't want you to know anything important. After all, if you did, you might really be disgusted with what they call Democrats. You might actually wake up and recognize it for the mafia that it is. I hope that idiot... Is it getting... Is it dusk there? Yes, it is. I see it dark outside the window there in the studio. Yeah. I hope that imbecile on the west side goes for a walk in the utopia of Chicago, also known as a third world sewer. Chris in Milwaukee. Hey, Sean. It's been a while. Glad I got through. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you. That's good. That's good. Hey, January 6th, there's a ton of things we could talk about. But yeah, I just want to say Ashley Babbitt was not the only one that died that day. There were a couple uh, middle-aged guys that uh, got uh, that were killed by the, the crowd scatter bombs. A woman, too. Right Didn't a woman to die? Uh, a woman gets She was trampled, yeah. yeah. They were coming in the door, but the Capitol Police did nothing to help her. They, there were other people who were trying to help her who are now sitting in jail for two years. Chris, you could find it on Rubble. I, I just happened to tweet it. You, you have to watch the murder of this girl. And you see oh, this piece yeah. of garbage come from the side with his gun pointed at her. He walks up like the cowardly scum assassin that he is. and shot No doubt about it. Head. I've seen it. I've seen it's, it many it's infuriating. Times. And then it's yeah. almost as infuriating as watching that inside trading whore make the sign of the cross. Go ahead. And, well, and like you said, he gets a medal then. You know, a few months or a year later, he gets a medal for defending the yeah. Capitol? No, he should be like every other he's Democrat. He's the one helping underthrow this country. He should be like every other Democrat-connected employee and just sit on his yeah. ass quietly and wait for his paycheck. Go ahead. Hey, two things I called for. Uh, um, I got a question for you, but first, you've been saying states' rights a couple times the last couple weeks, so that's what I wanted to get through. I was watching a documentary, Civil War. Just after the Civil War, they were burying the dead, burying the bodies. Somebody asked the Union General about shouldn't we bury them according to their state. And that was the first time I ever heard the General reply to hell with states' rights. And I, it's, it's, it's all the way back to the Civil War. The Thomas D. Lorenzo. Of federalism. Thomas D. Lorenzo has written extensively. When you, and he's just one. There are so many books, so many accounts. The, the, the most sickening thing of all is how it's been propagandized. And then they covered up the rape order by the Union soldiers of the women in, the, in Louisiana to rape the Confederacy out of them. 
you know how many thousands of people were put in prison because they spoke out against the suspension of American rights to Americans? You'll find Unreal. Unreal. Americans it, died. It, you know, both I just sides, yesterday. Sickening. It's just a sickening thing. And I, you ask any kid from, from a three-year-old to a hundred-year-old, you ask the vast majority, and they ask you who the greatest president is, and they tell you the only one that ever released the military on Americans. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, and listen to Ron DeSantis. For those listeners who haven't yet, his inauguration speech from earlier this week was fantastic. Talk about federalism and states' rights. But my question for you, real quick, yeah. um, I, I know what it means, but what 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 does Gatsan Ghoul come from? Is that a movie or a book, or where does that come from? It's my neighborhood, Gatsan Ghoul. It means every Democrat. Gatsan Ghoul, that's what they're worth. Thank you very much, Chris. No matter how yeah, but it's not four letters. It's all right. Don't worry about it. No matter how much money they're worth, they're worth guts on ghoul. Uh, Terry, Dyer, Indiana. Yeah, well, hey, hey, brother, I'm Italian. I know what guts on ghoul means. It means exactly that. It means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. Go ahead. Hey, so I just want to say, uh, instead of an assault weapon stand going down to the center in Illinois, yeah. they need to send the National Guard to the sewer of Chicago. That's what no. they need to do. They might, they might slow down one of the greatest campaign contributors to the Democrats, the drug dealers. They might slow down the cartels. They might slow down the scourge that have taken over not just a great city, a county, but now the entire state. They might slow it all down. And the idea that the year 2023, you're still having this sophomoric juvenile argument with scum recipients of money from corrupt oligarchs both on wall street and on the corner street selling the dope shows you how low we really are that's why you can take that whole state fence it off and just have the sinaloas fly right in i don't even want them going through the rest of the country hey sean when did you start hearing about fentanyl right around I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm not a drug guy, right? I have to be I have to be honest with you. I was in the in the 80s at the Merck, and I, I was around. I never touched it. So I'm not a drug guy. You know, and I know there's an underbelly of this country that's full of scum. Yes, they're Democrats, but they're scum. And I don't, I don't partake in it. I don't want to know about it. But I didn't really start hearing about it till 2015-ish, 2016, 2017, even later maybe. You I didn't started know about it. when they legalized marijuana in the yeah. sewers of Chicago. Yeah. And then the cartels needed something else to That's what. That's when you start hearing about. It. That's what I mean, Terry. If you're gonna, you, you know, you're in Indiana and you're you got a leg up. I have good, wonderful, loving, honest Americans who are trapped in a sewer because they pretended Illinois was like all the rest of them. And when what they should have known, they're like all the rest of the Democrat-run states. Their sewers. The politicians who run them have the interest of the scum, not the interest of the good people. Thank you very much. That's why the scum thrive in those ghettos. Oh, but it's true. You know where El Chapo, didn't his kids go to school in Chicago? Pretty sure they did. A major bust in Mexico's war on drugs as Mexican authorities arrest the son of notorious drug kingpin Joaquin El Chapo Guzman. The arrest of Ovidio Guzman. Pretty sure he was in Chicago. Didn't this kid go to CPS? Sending shockwaves through the state of Sinaloa and its capital city, now under siege by drug cartels. Eyewitness News reporter Michelle Fisher joins us live from the newsroom with the latest. So they arrest them, and the drug cartels shoot up all the government buildings. You think that that's tied to the government shootings in uh, New Mexico? Oh, I think so. 
Well, it has been a frightening day for many in Culiacan, Mexico, after the arrest of Ovidio Guzman, whose nickname is The Mouse. The son of the notorious drug lord, Joaquin El Chapo Guzman, Ovidio is believed to be the top leader in the Sinaloa cartel. Today, alleged cartel members... Yeah, yeah, but I want to know who's the, who the leader is in Chicago. Who's the leader in Chicago? What street corner is safe tonight? The only one that's safe. If you're a scumbag, they're always safe in the sewer. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Good, how are you? Good. Um, I've got a couple of things that I want to go over uh, with you real quick. Is, did you hear that uh, Bed Bath & Beyond uh, stock went from $35 down to $2? It's dropping you like their they CEO. My pillow? Yeah. They should have kept my pillow, don't you think? I don't even think my pillow could have buoyed up that company. But that's, you know, that's a sad reality because think, take a look at Macy's. They're closing 150 stores. I didn't hear that in the financial news today. Why is no, the stock the market second, up 700 percent? I mean, 700 points today. Why 700 points? Because mm-hmm. it's open and notorious funnel of corruption. There's not one of those companies that had a fundamental reason for the stock market to go up. There's no new CEOs. There's no new inventions. There's no new uh, earnings that are staggering. Not a one of them. It went up because Kevin McCarthy, corporatist bagman scum, will probably be the Speaker of the House, and he will continue to funnel money to the oligarchs in this country. Go ahead. Yeah, and the second, the second thing I have is... Um, um, why is everyone so upset about this uh, uh, Diamond uh, Highland, the, the football player? Rich, I don't. I, I, mean, I, I think what was upsetting I know, I know was the thirty-eight-year-old that got shot at being a bouncer in his third job. I think what's terrible is the guy that got beat up on the Dan Ryan by gang members, beat to death. I don't think that this football guy is any more important than those guys, and he's okay. The football guy is okay. No, I know, I but question. the I reason I'm that saying this, I know the you don't follow football. twenty-sixth, did he get the vaccine? Who's that? The the football guy. I have no uh, idea. If he didn't, I know the 300 soccer players that dropped that did. Thank you very much, Rich. Appreciate it. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I knew that something was going on wrong when you started laying down the law. You know, it's funny. I, can't I was just informed by the lovely Honey Bunny and Squirrel Hands. There's somebody on Rumble that they gave him, gave me a dollar? Gave me a dollar and they asked the question, do you think we should give up our guns? Obviously, it's a rhetorical question from Up True Breed. No. It's, of course not. <laughs> of course not. But what you have to do now, if you live in Illinois, if you already were not aware of it, If you believe in the principles of freedom and liberty, if you believe in property rights, if you believe in the fundamental principles of what this country was built on, you have to fear your Illinois government. And unfortunately, they share the same ideology with the usurper in the Depends, pretending to be president and doesn't know what the frack he's talking about. Only consequential, not a joke. If I can halt for a second and just say to you, the impact what happened on July the 6th had international repercussions beyond what I think any of you... On July the 6th. Oh, now, God. Can you imagine just for a minute, I hate the equivocation game. If for just one minute, that was Donald Trump. 
orange tangerine Jesus, right? What did they do? They constantly ridiculed, made fun of him and his family. Now you see exactly how propagandized, how government controlled every bit of information you get on the boob tube is when it comes off of cable. Everyone, and I mean everyone, except for Tucker Carlson, and my wife likes Jesse Waters, and, and Kennedy, I don't mind her. That's it. The rest of them, frauds, propagandists, government supremacists. That's why they tell you to back Kevin McCarthy rather than what he is. Whore. Kurt in Brookfield, you're what I'm counting on, kid. Kurt? Hey, good mo- Good evening. How you doing today? You're exactly who I'm counting on. 30 years in law enforcement. 30 years. They're going to force me to retire in a couple months. I've already moved out of this state because it's not worth staying here. You want to pass a real law that's going to be effective? Chart, you go to you go to prison for 20 years if you use one of these semi-automatic rifles. We've got these gangbangers running along with Glock switches out there, and we won't charge them with it. That's a mandatory 10-year sentence federally, and they're not taking them. No. Charge these people using the guns illegal. Do you remember that would when, make more sense. You remember when Barack Obama started talking about selective prosecution? The laws are oh, not yeah. for the sycophants. They are not for the favored scum of the Democrat mafia. Those laws are for me. They're for squirrel. They're for you. They're for somebody who doesn't share the ideology of Marxism. That's who they're for. Those laws are on the books to prosecute the political opposition to the fascists calling themselves Democrats. So, Kurt, what's going to happen is they're going to give that order. They're cowards. You know they're cowards. You ever meet a politician? Cowards. They're going to give that order to you and your brothers in blue. And they're going to tell you to go to my old house thinking I still live there because they're stupid. And they're going to tell you to arrest and take the guns of honest people. And as they've told you, as they've told you, do not prosecute the gang-banging, drug-dealing scum that you already caught. That's how you know you're living in a third-world, fascistic, corrupt, oligarch-run society. Thank you very much, Kurt. I hope you move to Florida. Love to have a cigar with you. I went long? All right. When I get back, Doug, Lloyd, Jim, the reality is I have a, I have a guest coming up. I don't want to see you hang on. So we're going to have a guest, then you call back, and we're going to have a fun, fantastic Friday. And I will never call the atrocity on January 6th the insurrection. The atrocity is what's wetting the seat in the Oval Office. I'll be back after this. Ashley Babbitt! Ashley Babbitt! Ashley Babbitt! This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. reality of record taxation of the citizens. No country in the history of America has ever taken more money from its citizens than America today. 
This government cannot stay afloat without printing more debt every 45 days. Legendary retailers are closing all of their stores. Macy's 150 stores in a variety of different cities. What are the ramifications of that? Stock market rally 700 points. What is the fundamental reason that the stock market rallied other than government spending? And the answer, I can't find. But I have somebody on the line who may be able to help. And the nice thing about who I have on the line is he'll tell you the truth. His name is John Wolfenbarger. He's the founder of Bull and Bear Profits. He has over 30 years of professional investment experience, including more than 21 as an analyst at Alliance Global. He also worked for Merrill Lynch and J.P. Morgan, and his site is a wonderful, wonderful vehicle to inform yourself. John, thank you for joining me. How are you? Thank you, Sean. I'm great. Happy New Year. Always wonderful to talk to you. Oh, thank you. You know, I'm looking at this the way I like to look at things, in the macro picture and bring it down to the micro level, and then somewhere in there has to be truth. Yet as I look at what we're facing, I see zero truth. So it takes a lie to cover a lie. As you get these economic numbers, no one's covering the lie of the amount of Americans that are on welfare. Staggering statistics. The amount of money we have to give to a welfare system. The amount of homelessness people. The amount of businesses closing, Macy's, 150 stores. How do you quantify what that looks like for their landlords, for the people that work there? Ford, tens of thousands of people laid off. They finally admit closing the Keystone Pipeline costs $9 billion off the GDP. At a certain point, does the chicken come home to roost? Uh, the chicken is coming home to roost right now. <laughs> I think you're going to see uh, a lot of roosting of chickens in 2023. That's how it feels. That's how it feels. You know, I, I have the benefit of uh, talking to This is all I do. I don't watch sports. I don't do, do drugs. I don't gamble. And I'm <laughs> hard-pressed to find anybody that is optimistic about 2023 that isn't the recipient of government corruption. Mm-hmm. That's how I view it. I completely agree. Yeah, if you look at any facts um, that have been proven throughout history, it would tell you that a recession has probably started right around now, maybe the last month or two, um, or if it might start the next month or two, but we're going into recession. And when you couple that with the fact that we've compound inf- we have compound inflation, right? This administration has been in power mm-hmm. for two years. First year, they told me that 7% was good. This year, they're telling me that 7.3 is even better. But the reality is things cost you roughly 15% more than they did prior to uh, this guy sitting in the Oval Office. The reality is um, the Federal Reserve's answer is to massively drive up the credit card fees and the short-term debt. A lot of people have maturing debt that they're going to have to refi at double the rate than just 12 months ago. So we're in the very beginning, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're just starting to see you know, housing collapse. Uh, we're just starting to see manufacturing going into recession. This increase in, in infl- inflation that we've had the last two years, it was caused by the Fed creating 40% new money after COVID. Uh, it's leading to this rising interest rate, which is going to burst a lot of bubbles and lower living standards for most Americans. 
So let me just get this, because that's a staggering number. And 40% of the money in circulation was created after COVID-19. In 2020. Did I? So 40%. Yeah. So in essence, that would be like if you and I have a business and we say, you know what, let's close it down. But before we do, let's take out 40% more debt than we had prior <laughs> to locking the doors. Right? Right. So how much do we have to generate just to break even and at the same time we did that the interest on the debt doubled how long before you and i are standing in a soup kitchen line hopefully it doesn't come to that but yes at interest rate where interest rates are now close to five percent the interest expense on the federal debt is almost what the entire national military budget is So we blow a trillion dollars a year on the military-industrial complex. And from what it looks like, Mm -hmm. the interest rate, just the VIG, as it's called in my neighborhood, on the debt is a trillion a year. But yet at the same time we're supposed to be paying that, Macy's closes 150 stores. Legendary companies are laying off tens of thousands of Americans. And at the same time they hampered the common denominator of all assets and wealth and products called the energy sector is the uh, is the is the hope that the aliens come down with their alien currency what exactly is the plan because <laughs> i need somebody to cling on yeah we're gonna need the klingons man they're gonna have to come down here with their new currency that's yeah i mean there's got to be some plan but then again i was watching this cartoon we call a government today and i'm thinking mel brooks is still alive i'm pretty sure he cast the senators and congressmen <laughs> i mean do i have the right attitude of lie just walk around in a speedo and get tan <laughs> are you going to put that on your bull and bear <laughs> feel free you want a picture my wife's got one we'll send it over let's do that the cigar is what no, I'll just, off. Uh, let, let me just say this. I don't think there is a plan. I think the bureaucrats who try to essentially plan the economy at the Fed, I don't think they have any plan. They created 40% new money, and they didn't think they would have any price inflation. And these people are supposed to be people who understand the law of supply and demand. It's, it's absurd. Um, the number one rule of economics is there's no such thing as a free lunch. And creating money out of thin air creates no new goods and services, so it does not increase living standards. It only causes inflation and a misallocation of resources that leads to the boom and bust business cycle. And now we're heading into the bust phase. Man, oh man! So you're just uh, you're just buying the SQQQ and the and all kinds of QQQ. I mean, you know, this is my see my people, John. They're they're hardworking. People. They're the ones that make the world go wrong. This show isn't for anybody. I don't even let Democrats listen to it. But the reality is, this is going to be terrible. And this is coming from a guy who sat on his balcony during Ian. This is going to be rough. And what is the smartest thing my guys can do? I always say it's back to the principle of pay off your debt because that'll kill you. And when you have a, a, a yeah. bureaucracy, that breaks the very first rule of debt, which is to secure your cost, which is something I have no idea how this slipped by. If you take out money when the interest rate is zero, that should be a 30-year, 40-year, 50-year fixed rate. 
But now we're all <clears> subjected <throat> to this debt that none of us agreed to. None of us. And we're the ones that make the payments. And that pool's getting smaller and smaller because of these idiots. I mean, I'm starting to understand. I always did, by the way, understand why other countries wanted to kick our dollar as the world currency. In your, in your estimation, does the American dollar deserve to be the world currency after what the American politicians have done to the policy of the dollar? No, I mean, they've completely mismanaged it. Uh, the, you know, the U.S. became the world preserved currency after World War II. Clearly, the U.S. was the most economically and militarily powerful country after World War II. Yeah, we just kicked but everyone's back then, ass. then, dollar was based on gold, um, as money used to be um, based throughout history. And then in 1971, Richard Nixon severed the link, the gold, between the dollar. And yeah. since then, we've had rampant inflation and essentially lower living standards for people. So now, not to bury the lead, um, so, historically, how long does inflation last? Uh, well, thank you for asking me. Yes. In the 1970s, we had very high inflation for about 13 years, where it was well above the 2% target that the Fed has. Um, when inflation gets up to, you know, it got up to 9% in June. Now it's running about 7%. When it gets this high... On average, it takes about 10 years for inflation to go back down to 2 or 3%. I mean, I'm aging beautifully, but 10 years, I could be walking around like Biden looking for an exit <laughs> sign and an Andy Frayne to get me out of a room. That's a long time, brother. Yes. Oh. Yes, it is. And it's, uh, you know, we've had real wages, negative real wages, real income growth the last 18 months or so because of this inflation. I don't think anyone's prepared for years, much less 10 years or more of high inflation. Nobody's prepared for that. The Fed it's, certainly doesn't understand it, but that's what, that's what history shows. Once you get inflation this high, it feeds into consumer psychology, feeds into employee psychology. People start demanding higher wages, and they start spending their money on real goods and services because they don't trust the government to manage their money. And so this, you end up with higher and higher inflation, even if the Fed is not printing money. Once, once you've created this psychology yeah. where inflation becomes entrenched, then inflation can stay very high for a very long period of time, which is what happened in the 70s. So what you realize is that the government found a way to backdoor nationalize all sectors of the economy through bankrupting the economy and then being the only one left that could pay the bills. What do you think of that? That's a pretty good description of what happened with COVID. I mean, they shut down the entire, mostly the U.S. economy, a lot of the global economy, and then the Fed just printed all this money, and uh, the money went to the government and their favored companies, banks, etc. And you took honest capitalists, uh, you put them on the sideline, and you, you stripped them of their own property rights, and you guaranteed future extortion. Because that's the only system we have. Somehow those creatures from Jekyll Island managed to do that to us. But it now makes sense. I want to tell you what you did for me. You finally made me understand why it's so crucially important that Kevin McCarthy become the Speaker of the House. After all, he worked for Bill Thomas, who was at the head of Rubbergate. When, remember when the congressmen were bouncing checks because the people had to pay it off? So that's what we're going to do. We're just going to keep bouncing checks. I can't be out of money. I have all these checks, right? 
Oh, John, come on. In the meantime, I'm going to always turn to BullAndBearProfits.com because I want to thank you, by the way. Thank you very much for sending me that. I truly appreciate it. I love the articles. I mean, brilliant people, and you're always telling the truth. That's what I love about you. John Wolfenbarger, thank you for joining me. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. If you look at that number, that is well below inflation. And so for a worker, <laughs> seeing their wages uh, go down instead of up in terms of the value of their dollar, it's not a good situation if you're worried about the overall economy. And I think that is the real rub of this labor market. Even though there may be some celebration on the moderation of wages, it's not at the household level. They still know, need those wages to be robust to keep up with inflation. So Bringing the Fed into that picture, how do they navigate uh, the real drop? And we're seeing this in ADP data and and uh, wage growth. Uh, the timing of that with the timing of lower inflation. You'd like inflation to drop faster than wage growth, and not the other way around. There's no fundamental reason for the stock market to be up 700 percent, 700 points. No, none, absolutely none, other than Kevin McCarthy winning and bribing the Wall Street oligarchs, to continue the Ponzi scheme that would make Madoff laugh. Chris in Barrington. Hey, Sean. Hey, Chris. Based on your last guest, yeah. if we're headed into a 10-year recession, uh-huh. how do you feel about investing or divesting in real estate? recession real estate is very i mean you know this it's it's extremely specific as to where it is right now in the city of chicago you could buy a a, a building with a replacement value of 50 million dollars for 15 if you're dumb enough to hate your 15 million and the reason is that democrat areas have broken the covenant with the american you're no longer taxed on the ad valorem the value of the real estate. You're taxed on the corruption cost of the government, and that's bad. So I divested everything from the sewer of Illinois that I could and went to another state where I know the tax is based on the not only on the value, but the lack of corruption. So you go to states where unions do not control policies, and that's always going to be good because you'll have flight to quality, right? You're seeing it in the news. People are fleeing ghetto states. And they're going to good states. So that real estate will be far different than the the states that are run by Democrats. So my my answer is very simple. You're crazy to own real estate in a Democrat area. Crazy. What do you think of that? I know how hard that is because you're in Barrington. You were going to (laughs) say. Well, you're in Barrington and I know what you pay. I don't know what you live in, but I know what you pay because you're getting raped. And that's all there is to it. And they have to, because the pool of people who can, who they can squeeze, is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And that's why I gave the advice to a guy that ran for governor who I love to become my neighbor. And he did, because they hate you if you make money. Thank you very much, Chris. Of course, you could have inherited it. 
Because your mother knew who to give a lap dance to. You could be a 400-pound, roly-poly, beanbag-looking, fat slob without a neck. And you're a Democrat superstar. Right, Get Governor? In my belly! Yes. Come on! Governor Hippo. Uh, Miles, 294. Hey, Sean? Yes, Miles. Yeah, you were trying to remember a general using force in order to, against citizens. Were you trying to think of MacArthur and Eisenhower against the bonus marchers? I'm trying to think of the guy I can't remember, and it's it's driving me nuts. I want to say he was a Marine general, and he protested outside of the Capitol on the lawn. God, his name is at the tip of my tongue, Miles. It's driving me nuts. One dollar for the first listener who can give me his name. He's a Marine. Around the Depression, the Great Depression. God, I can't think of it. Thank you, Miles, for aggravating the Durbin out of me. Thank you. It's, it's my normal. It was <laughs> wasn't MacArthur. Doug and Roselle. Hey, Sean. Hey, Doug. Um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. This is about the uh, January chick thing. Did they give a medal? Yes. Howard get shot an unarmed woman? Yes, they did. And what you wow. find out, what you find out, Doug, is it's like every mafia area. The guys who get the cushy jobs are the ones that are linked, related to, and pay Democrats. That guy That's probably, probably never thought he'd have to pull his weapon. Doug, did you see it? Did you see it? I implore you to watch it. Because he has the gun out. She's, tra- she's going through a window, which, yes, she was trespassing. Right. And he walks up from her blind set from the side and shoots her in the neck. Now, listen, I've been arrested. You have the benefit of having a talk show host who's been arrested on a couple of occasions. And I've had, I'm a far more dangerous person than Ashley Babbitt on my worst day with the flu, with a busted leg and an elbow. In the meantime, every cop that ever arrested me, I get put on the ground and handcuffed. I get put against the wall and handcuffed. If a cop walked up and shot me in the neck, I'd have been dead in the 80s. Thank you very much, Doug. And I've actually knocked out a cop or two. Ah, sorry, guys. But that's what you get. Uh, Mary Ellen, northwest side of Chicago. Sean? Yeah. Listening to all this business about the um, inflation and interest rates and so on, I was working back in the 70s, 80s. Yes. Gas prices were up. I was in real estate. Mortgage prices, I remember, were up to 18%. Yep. Inflation was up. What's the difference? Why don't we see interest rates up to 18% now? They will be. Well, I don't know if they'll be 18 but you have to understand there was a, there was a difference because back then, the interest rates were, yes, they were orchestrated by the, by the uh, uh, Federal Reserve, but the country did not have a system that was bailing out those that defaulted. It doesn't matter what the interest rate is if you have a system where you bail out the people who deserve it the least. I See, that's, that's the part. You remember when George Bush said it. We have to break the rules of capitalism to save them. What he did was bastardize them. Because back then, the reason you could come off of inflation in a relatively quick way is because you could adjust on the fly. You can't do that now. So you've got different foreclosure rates. You want to know something, Mary Ellen. When you did real estate, how long did it take to foreclose on somebody who didn't pay their mortgage? I don't know. Now it takes six years. When you did it, it took 90 days. Oh. 
So that's the problem, too. And then you've got all kinds of people that are default and delinquent, and now they have the advantage of a quick fix where in months they get to do it all over again. So you've got a real, it's a different time, Mary Ellen. Here's the good news. You were alive when at least there were some principles. Now there are none. Thank you very much. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Smedley Butler, that was the name. Do you know that this, no one was called an insurrectionist? Can you hear it? ...representation of the American people under subpoena to tell what I knew of activities, which I believe might lead to an attempt to set up a fascist dictatorship. The plan as outlined to me was to form an organization of veterans, to use as a bluff or as a club at least, to intimidate the government and break down our democratic institutions. The upshot of the whole thing was that I was supposed to lead an organization of 500,000 men, which would be able to take over the functions of government. I talked with an investigator for this committee who came to me with a subpoena on a Sunday, November 18th. He told me they had unearthed evidence linking my name with several such veteran organizations. As it then seemed to me to be getting serious, I felt it was my duty. That's probably the NSA. Is that is that going real loud on your end too, Sir Squirrel? Yeah. Sorry. Smedley Butler, look it up. It's the first the difference between him and Ray Epps is he told the truth. Who was the president then? Oh, I know. Another Democrat. One that lied to the people even about walking. FDR. Greg and LaGrange. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Good. Did you know you remember that about um, Smedley Butler that he he said wait a minute they wanted the government wanted him to act as an insurrectionist and that that was the MacArthur thing right yeah scum that they are so, scum uh, uh, real real quickly the the that website was the Bear and Bull Report right yes okay the other thing I wanted to I wanted to ask you is uh, now that it looks like McCarthy might get the speakership tonight. And all these guys basically went over to his side. What concessions were given? Because I can't find anything about any concessions. Oh, we're just the people. We don't get to know. We don't get to know. And it doesn't matter. Because the real about- insurrectionist is Kevin McCarthy. Did you remember this? Stand the line. Toward the end of the, uh, uh, of, of the Bush White House, I had to periodically remind my friends in high places there that they worked a whole lot better as a command center than they did a demand center. That's Bill Thomas. He was the congressman that Kevin McCarthy was an asshat for, and he was at the center of Rubbergate, which is when these rats were bouncing checks. to the, They were buying cars. This rat bastard bought a car, and you and me and your father and mother paid for it. Go ahead. You know, the thing that gets me, though, in this is that they can't get any kind of concessions according to outlawing omnibus bills or continuing resolutions or implementing some sort of delay when you 
give me 5,000 pages of crap to read or something to the effect where you're going to have to basically tell all these organizations like the FDA and the ERA and the CDC that they can't mandate things, they can't uh, suspend no, payments. No, McCarthy's in on you and, this. And, and basically declare CO2. You can't let these unilateral declarations go through. What this are the concessions? An, it was an illusion. It's a Potemkin Republic. It doesn't exist. It's a duopoly of corruption. Kevin McCarthy is the most uncurious Republican they could find to placate who they thought were Trump supporters. What they don't understand is we weren't Trump supporters. We were supporters of what he said. I don't give a rip if he comes back or not. And he did enough damage that I'll have a nice argument with him about the fascism implemented by him when it came to warp speed and shutting down the, 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 the government, the country. So that, that's what they don't understand. It's, we don't love a man. We love a principle, the principle of Americanism, which is why these caucus guys, who should have broke the back of the Republicans by, denounced, by denouncing the GOP and gone independent, could have really thrown a wrench in the corruption because now the Republicans don't have a majority. Now you got to deal with a separate party, and you didn't even have to run as an independent. You could have declared yourself as one, and you would have broken the corrupt oligarch system, the duopoly. That was the opportunity, and I hope they take advantage of it, and I hope, and I think you're a brilliant guy. I think you're probably right. I hope you're wrong. Because this is the only opportunity. You're never going to get elected as an independent. But if you can declare yourself one and at the same time strip the Republicans, the corporatist Republicans, the Kevin McCarthy, Mitch McConnell Republicans, now you're not empowered, dummies. That's what needs to be done. And maybe you can right the wrong in this country, which is the fact that the Republicrats have the same bank account. There are no real Democrats and real Republicans. This is a mafia. And Kevin McCarthy is a capo. And he wants to be a made man. So burn the tissue in his hand. Thank you very much, Greg. I appreciate it. Jim in Rogers Park. Sean, how are you? I'm all right. Yeah, that football thing. I don't think any of the, those kids ever seen someone getting work with CPR. And it freaked them out. Oh, well, you're talking about, I, you know, I, I don't, I, 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 listen, I, I'm glad the kid's better. Really. It's a terrible thing. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. But, but, but here's the thing. I, I'm, I'm shocked from the same people that could care less about the innocent people who are cast in the ghettos of, the, of these big cities who are murdered constantly. Oh, yeah. You, the whole country stopped? I mean, come on. Not to mention, yeah, I, remind, yeah, I don't watch football now. But I used to watch it. Jack Lambert took his teeth out because he wanted to bite someone's jugular out. He was trying to kill people. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I don't watch it either. You know, but I got kids, and we're in that age where everybody gets a trophy. So it, it's just ridiculous. Jim, put on the '85 Bears defensive highlight clip and watch that every Sunday. It's much better. Bingo! You you're, you're oh, that's it. Bears. Hey, uh, wasn't George Patton involved with the bonus markers too? Wasn't he? Him and Eisenhower. If you remember, uh, Smedley Butler outed the war machine in 1933. It's a real interesting story. I don't have time today, but I might do that in the future and dedicate an entire segment to exactly what his allegations were and exactly what he saw. It was really the foundation 
of what we are now held hostage to as during the break, Joe Biden declares another another three point seven five billion for the Ukrainian oligarch war after they celebrated Stefan Bandera's birthday on uh, January 1st. More and, and, three uh, billion. Where's the, the uh, customs should have the mounted patrol front and center when Goofy goes down to Texas. I like that. Oh, you know what else we could do, Jim? We could bring back the mercenaries we're pretending are the Ukrainians now and maybe put them on the border. That might help. Thank you very much. Well, Ukrainian, the Ukrainian military, if you remember the beginning, we had to send our guys there to teach them how to work a bazooka. You point the one end with the hole in it at the bad guys and you pull the little trigger. Stefan Bandera, Nazis, 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I'm still standing. Who sings this for Right, I knew that. I knew that. I always think of the, uh, every once in a while I'll think of Billy Joel. Did you ever see that? That Billy Joel married Christy Brinkley, the, the, the most gorgeous woman in the world. Did you see who the kids look like? That's a, that, talk about getting a pair of twos. Uh, do me a favor. I've been informed by our technical head that it might be my system that is making the clips low. Would you mind giving me a little smedley? At years before the Congressional Committee, the highest representation of the American people under subpoena to tell what I knew of activities, which I believe might lead to an attempt to set up a fascist dictatorship. The plan as outlined to me was to form an organization of veterans, to use as a bluff or as a club at least, to intimidate the government and break down our democratic institutions. The upshot of the whole thing was that I was supposed to lead an organization of 500,000 men, which would be able to take over the functions of government. I talked with an investigator for this committee who came to me with a subpoena on a Sunday, November 18th. He told me they had unearthed evidence linking my name with several such veteran organizations. As it then seemed to me to be getting serious, I felt it was my duty to tell all I knew of such activities to this committee. My main interest in all this is to preserve our democratic institutions. I want to retain the right to vote. I have the right to speak freely and the right to write. If we maintain these basic principles, our democracy is safe. No dictatorship can exist with suffrage, freedom of speech, and press. So his allegation is the government was setting him up to commit an insurrection so that the government would be the supremacy. Kind of like now. Was his name Ray Epps? Oh, no. Smedley Butler. Lee and Hammond. Hey, Sean. Hey, Sean, what do you think about comparing a, a real patriot like Smedley Butler to uh, this traitor as Diesel, General Milley? I don't even I don't even like that they're in the same paragraph. But um, I will tell you that. Thank God, Smedley Butler was the one they asked in 1933, and uh, Milley wasn't alive then, because we would be very similar to those Wuhan citizens. Kind of like you are in the Democrat-run areas. Thank you, Leon Hammond. It's an excellent question. Lloyd, Gary, Indiana. 
Hey, how you doing tonight, Sean? Good, Lloyd. Hey, help me understand this. I don't understand if this is fake news or what, and you'll see where I'm going with this. Speaker of the House don't have to be a member of the House, but yet to be president, you have to be born in the United States. So they get somebody that's not born in the United States. God forbid we got to get the third in line, and they come in and they become president. Is that possible? No. One's, I mean, theoretically, of course it is. But theoretically, you can marry your first cousin like a Saudi and not have a kid that looks like Prince or King Charles. I don't know. Uh, I don't think it's anything you got to so worry about. So it's fake news? I don't think it's anything you got to worry about. I don't think it's ever going to happen. But I, I mean, you know, I no. Theoretically, I it's, though, it's possible for a non-born person. Yeah, but it would be on Fox News. Uh, yeah, but it would be on Fox News every Tuesday night, eight to nine, like designated survivor. It's not going to happen. But it, I guess there's an argument there. Thank you very much, Lloyd. I'm sorry. Music. Mike and New Lennox. I was gonna gonna go with you, but I don't have time. Damn it! The clock. I'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. My next guest has an immense resume of accomplishments. He has degrees in finance, economics, banking. He has a master's theology from Loyola University. He's also owned his own consulting business for two decades, over two decades. He is the author, an author, a speaker, and he has a new book out, Zelenko, How to Decapitate the Serpent. It's out now. His name is Brent Hamachek, and he is the co-author. How are you, Brent? I couldn't be any better. I'm, I'm on your show, so I win. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You know, earlier this week, I had somebody from Zelenko Freedom Foundation. I followed Dr. Zelenko. I understand he passed away when, not long ago at all, right? Late June of uh, this past year. And um, he was kind of in front of exactly everything we're facing now when it comes to what I believe is the greatest biological weapon ever released on humanity, COVID-19. Tell me a little bit about the book. Well, the book is, uh, it tells the hero's journey of uh, Dr. Zelenko, who was uh, just a regular family medical practitioner in upstate New York. And uh, in early 2020, his patients started dying. And instead of waiting around for uh, the government to tell him how to treat them or the medical industrial complex, he decided he was going to go out and find a cure himself. And through research and diligence, he did just that. He is the first person to come up with the effective treatment for uh, this virus. And for that, instead of uh, winning the Nobel Prize, he's been vilified. And uh, but now, uh, a couple years later, he's been vindicated. Yes. And this book tells the story of how he discovered the treatment, what he went through, how the treatment works, a whole host of things. And uh, 
best way to put it is it really tells the, the journey. You know, I have a I have a family friend that was around since I was a kid. Brilliant guy, doctor. And it was during Obamacare and all the rest of it that you saw how the effort was put forward to silence the free thinkers in medicine. When you see that during the beginning of this, how there were no alternative treatments other than waiting for a vaccine that was approved by the status quo. Media was outright attacking anybody that was putting forward alternatives, even something as simple as what any doctor would tell you when you had the flu, whether it be vitamin D or the rest of it. As we have medicines that have been around for decades, decades, they were assaulted by media and government. How can you look at this as in any other light than a conspiracy by the government well, you don't need- to nullify free thinkers? Right. You don't need a conspiracy if everybody agrees. And I think that what, what we saw was uh, the medical industry, the pharmaceutical industry, the political industry lining up behind a few things. First of all, it was a great opportunity to be able to exert control over citizens and check human history. Politicians and leaders have been doing that since the dawn of man. Yes. From the pharmaceutical perspective, this was an opportunity to make an awful lot of money. And call me a cynic if you'd like, but, you know, we always say follow the money. And in this case, um, from the vaccine, we, we know what's happened, right? So by suppressing treatment, they created the opportunity for an emergency use authorization of a new vaccine. You can't get that if there's an effective treatment. So I hate to sound cynical to your audience, but I think it's just being a bit um, realistic and using a little common sense. This was an opportunity to control people. This was an opportunity to profit from people. These things are not new. No, but the the level in which we're talking about is what's really new, because um, you know we have perspective is the one thing that gets lost often in the. Um, cult of safety that the people are willing to become as they not only give up their own freedoms and, and, and rights, but they're very, very certain to give up their neighbors as well. And when you really think about it, um, you're talking trillions, and most of which has been indemnified from any ramifications. And the ramifications started to appear very early. And there is an effort, ironically, by European doctors to stop the shot. I don't know if you... Uh, If you have a second, I want you to just hear this. My name is Dr. Anna Forbes, and I place tremendous importance on listening to what my patients have to say to me. And many of my patients have been telling me that they've been feeling increasingly unwell to varying degrees since their COVID-19 vaccinations, and that they have not been listened to by their usual doctors, and this has not been investigated any further. Now, this goes on for two minutes. Dr. John Campbell has been doing research. He's been censored on YouTube almost instantaneously when he mentions any adverse effects. This is another thing where there has been an effort to change the very definition of side effects. Um, Is it true that Big Pharma just virtually controls every policy, every politician, every media outlet, the way I think it does? Well, I think you bring up an interesting point about when you talked about the the scope of the control at the beginning of of your last, last statement. We always think of technology in terms of the great things it lets us do. 
But what we don't stop to think about is that this great technology we have has also actually made us easier to control. And I think that's what we saw during the pandemic, that uh, because of technology that allowed us to do everything from monitor people to censor conversation, uh, to let you turn in your neighbor, uh, because of that technology, they were able to put their boot on our throat far more quickly and severely than has ever been the case in human history. And uh, with regard to big pharma controlling government, big business and big government has always worked together. And this is sort of that fascist model of economics. Uh, This is what we're living with in the United States. Nothing here is new in terms of the structure, but in terms of the impact, in this case, people died. And that's the part that um, we're, we're watching an interesting uptick in unexplained deaths worldwide. Uh, from country to country, it varies. Ultimately, the baseline is 17%. Do you think, in your opinion, will the, the, the failures of the vaccine and the ultimate information of the origins of COVID be demanded by people after this evidence becomes undeniable, even by those who gave away their freedom in the beginning? Well, I, I, I hate to give this answer to a show host who, you know, it's like the worst answer. The answer is I have no idea. Yeah. I have hopes, but, you know, the, the human experience tells us that people are more sheeps than they are lions and uh, are more sheep than lion. Yeah. And so in this case, I'm not necessarily optimistic that people are going to wake up and demand accountability. I think they're more likely to just breathe in, breathe out, and move on. And uh, I hope that's not the case. So do I. But um, I'm certainly not optimistic about it. So the book, How to Decapitate the Serpent, how do you do it? Well, Zev was a man of tremendous faith, and what he believed when he uses the term serpent is that The presence of evil is very much a real thing in this world. And he also believed that every man and woman had the ability to reject that notion of evil through their faith, through critical thinking, through skepticism. And so the real answer to that question is he was hoping that in writing this book that would encourage people to be more vigilant, to embrace their faith, to be alert to the presence of evil, to think critically and to be skeptical so that this never happens again. And Zev, you know, had family members who were lost in the Holocaust prior to his birth, and he felt very unapologetic about using that phrase, never again, because he saw what happened as being a form of genocide and crimes against humanity. And so his whole purpose in writing the book wasn't to stop what had already happened, It was to prevent it from ever happening again. Now, I'm going to deviate from the book, but I'm going to rely on just who you are when I look at your resume. resume. And I'm going to ask an opinion because you had access to the doctor, and I did not. Was he suspicious as to the current events in America as under the same guise of utopian socialist government control, the Democrats seize power in the same fashion 
the German socialist Nazis seize power. Was he making that correlation prior to his death and what he saw at the end towards this massive move by the government to seize not just control over medicine, but to seize control over thought? Oh, there's no question about that. He wouldn't have put it in terms of Republicans or Democrats, because I think that he, I think he would say that they were both equally culpable. Yeah. But uh, yes, he drew direct comparisons to what we're what we see happening here in the West today versus what was happening prior to the rise of, of the Nazis in Germany, and um, and all of that was about a, a people too willing to surrender their own individual liberty and self-rights and self-control to a government that was promising too much. And, uh, you know, you think about uh, the, the early days of the Nazi Party, there were a great many promises to the German people yes. about what they were going to do to restore Germany's strength. The and promises the- are different today, but the manipulation is the same. And, yes, he saw similarities and was very concerned about them. I had on uh, Siggy Flicker, who is the founder of Jexit, Jexit, and she, her, her father was a Holocaust survivor. And I'm watching what's happening to the people who are putting up a resistance to both parties, to the, in particular, as we're seeing it right now with Kevin McCarthy, and you're seeing Republicans demonize people who speak out against the Republican leadership. And they're using a lot of the same language that came out of the 30s. And I remember in the beginning, the Jewish people were called capitalists. They were called independent. They were called selfish. They were called every kind of name to demonize them because they didn't want to partake in a uh, government-led society. Do you see this the way I do? And I refer to this government and whether they be Republican or not, if they're supporting, if they're supportive of government supremacy, I call them Fourth Reich. Do you think I'm being too bombastic? Well, I don't think you're being too bombastic. I think there's different ways to to use terminology to get people's attention. But you and I agree that this is a this is very much a fascist model of govern, government. We have big business and big government joined together to set economic, social, and political policy. So that's a fascist model, and that's what we're living under, and we have been for a while. It didn't start with the pandemic, but it accelerated. And now we're seeing today a continuation of it. It's been uninterrupted, and uh, I'm very concerned about it. This is the static model of socialism that just gets bigger, bigger, and more powerful. And I think more people need to understand that. You are the co-founder of Common Ground Campus. Tell me a little bit about that. Yes. Well, that's uh, unexpected and, and fun question. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Common Ground Campus is a program that my partner, Felissa Blazek, and uh, I started. And it, it is designed to go on a college campus, pick a issue that's causing division on that campus, and then sit down with students on both sides of it in front of a live audience and with film and not debate the issue, but to force each side to engage the other 
in a questioning process to understand where the other side is coming from, what matters to them, why is this issue important? And we do that back and forth, and then we try to find common ground on real problems on real campuses. Uh, we've done three schools so far. We've got a bunch set up for the spring. We have Turning Point USA behind it. We have the Leadership Institute behind it. We're very, very excited. Uh, the Zelenko Freedom Foundation is our benefactor in this. And look, we know we can't change the world, but we do know that we can show people the world can be changed. So we're doing what we can to create dialogue between people and end this sort of hate in the third person that Americans have been experiencing over the last several years. I think you can change it's the world. It's an exciting program. Stop. Yeah, it is. And I think you can change the world. And I think programs like this will help change the world because what you need to convey to those people who call themselves liberal but practice fascism is that if you believe in Americanism, you're the liberal. I'm the real liberal. You are the real liberal. We believe in a laissez-faire government, people-run society. Simple. And if we can start from that premise, maybe we can show them how government supremacists not only enrich themselves, but make everything worse for everybody else who's not in the mafia. So I love what you do, and I want the people not only to buy the new book, Zelenko, How to Decapitate the Serpent, but to check you out at Common Ground Campus. Where can they go to get that information? You can go to commongroundcampus.com. And uh, if you think that you've got a university or a high school where the program might be a good fit, you can send us a note and we'll reply to you and have a conversation. Uh, we're seeing it start to pick up momentum. It's less than a year old. And uh, everybody, i got to tell you, everybody that sits in the audience at these events says, I've never seen anything like this. This has to happen on every campus in the country. And um, and we're getting people to think differently. So it's very rewarding. Special. Brent, Brent Hamachek, thank you for joining me. Please do again. If you invite me, I'll come. And thank you so much, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's an open invitation. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Now you just got to put the Taliban. Who can ruin your party? Stink up your bathroom. The Taliban can't. We could work on this. We could workshop this, squirrel. We might be onto something. The Taliban signing big deals with China. Huh. I wonder if it's the same business, guys, same, same energy companies that bribed the crack connoisseur of the president. I think it is. I'll bet you it is. Jim in South Elgin. Happy New Year, my friend. How are you? Wonderful. Good. Um, anyways, I just sent you a text of an article called basically medical students being forced to go woke. You've been and blocked. Under I'm sorry? Sniffer. No, go ahead. I didn't get your text. No, anyway, so this is the kind of stuff that's going on. Just like you were saying, any kind of dissent or honest reporting was being you know, uh, censored and banned by YouTube and all these people. And this is why True Social and some of these other programs, uh, Rumble, have come up to 
allow us to be able to communicate without being censored by these big This can all be eliminated if, if the people of good conscience, the people who believed in the principles of the Enlightenment and Americanism, stopped going to doctors and enriching doctors who were Democrats. You could stop it right away. Well, that's true. That's why I select my own. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, right? If I'm going to go get my teeth drilled, I want it to be by you. Cause there's a yeah, that's right. You, you're welcome anytime. Yeah, there's a likelihood you're going to get the right one. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate I hope so. Thank you, buddy. Me too. Uh, that's why he's always arguing for tort reform in case he gets the wrong one. That's why the name of his boat is Moeller. Robert, Michigan City, Indiana. Hey, Sean. Great job. I got a uh, short list to go over, although it should be long. Uh, right. For why it's a no How do I feel like I'm talking to my wife? Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, bottom line is, you know, McCarthy took thirty million from the FTX crypto scandal. I know, and then withheld it from American First candidates. Robert. On top of that, he's dining with Klaus Schwab, going uh-huh. to the World Economic Forum. I know. On, he was on a speaker. That, a speaker on economics. Natalie Winner has a new article out, nationalpolls.com. All right. Kevin McCarthy has a luxury rental firm. The largest shareholder is Mao Zedong's grandson. <laughs> so you mean Mitch McConnell, Peter Schweitzer's book, uh-huh. oh, Mitch yeah. McConnell and McCarthy, both the speakers, both the leaders, are in China's pocket. Starting to come into focus, brother. And you want to know what's interesting to me, Robert? Kevin McCarthy won the lottery, literally, and opened a small business, then went to work for a congressman. He spoke at the World Economic Forum on economics. What the frack does he know about economics? Oh, I know. And one he last knows how to sell you, government power, because that's what he is, a political yeah. whore. Yeah. Right, we're on the same page, brother. We're on the same page. Thank you for calling the show. I love it. Let's do a little, let's go out with a little Klaus Schwab. Jawohl, stupid, 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 und. This will happen to banking. This will happen to each individual sector. And we have to prepare for it. Not on my watch. Schwab, Klaus, rat, Nazi sympathizing rat. You know, his father made the, 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 the flamethrowers for the Nazis. He's the head of the World Economic Forum. You think we won that war? Whew. Look around. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Nice. Nice. Hot for tension. That's when the teachers didn't look like Rachel Levine. Exclusive Hunter Biden and right, it's my computer. Does it what does it My career. I got to get this fixed. Uh, Peter and Wilmette. Sean, how are you? Splendid. How are you? Good. Just recovering from the blue. Right in the beanbag. Oh, it's not. Um, Get a beanbag. Kevin Kevin McCarthy is going to show his true colors as soon as he gets that gavel. The 20 Republicans who cut a deal 
are going to see how fast he goes back on his word. Oh, uh, I mean, the first. fact that we're even pretending that this this scoundrel has any dignity and isn't exactly yeah. what 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 he proves to be, what his history shows him to be, what the World Economic Forum exposed him to be, a corporatist whore bag man who's dying to be the pimp. Yep. And not only that, but Joe Biden's little speech yesterday, be prepared for the Democrat mantra of, the border's broken because the Republicans haven't done anything. It's already out. I, I, have, let, I have uh, Sideshow yeah, Bob saying it. Yeah, they're going to lay it all on the Republicans now because they're in control of the House. And they're, they're not doing anything for immigration. Peter, so, here's, here's the question. Or the same. I, I have a question for you because you, you're, you've been calling sure. my show, I think, since I started. And you sound like you're Probably. obviously a brilliant guy. You obviously made everything your parents wanted you to make out of yourself. You live in a neighborhood that's very Tony. What the hell are you doing there, babe? When are you going to come down by me? You know, Sean, first off, I hate hot weather. I love winter. Oh. Secondly, if everyone fails on these states, we're never going to get them back. Illinois used to be a red state. Oh, I know. And it's got to come back somehow, and if everyone fails on it, you know, do you know, do you know what I heard all my life? is uh, My dad was a Republican committeeman, much to Kevin uh, from Austin, Texas's surprise, for Ogilvy, And he worked diligently hard in a very Democrat neighborhood to get Ogilvy in there. And the first thing that rat Illinois Republican did was the toll booth system. Yep. That's my point, I mean, brother. Who you think is helping yeah. you, those are the scum stabbing you in the back like Kevin McCarthy. Uh, I understand, but here's the look. Look what they did today or last night. They passed an assault weapons ban. Yeah, I got the clip in the house. Yeah, and then turned around and made a law that protects baby killers. Yeah, so they don't want people to die from guns, but it's okay to rip babies out. And yeah. you know, it's just lunacy. Those are the Mercedes Marxists that are running stoplights in Wilmette. In the meantime, you be safe, Peter. Thanks for calling the show. Thanks, Sean. You too. I'll tell you what, you, what Peter's referring to. All eyes on Springfield tonight, where lawmakers in the House are considering legislation that would affect assault-style weapons, other guns, ammunition, and much more. Yeah, you know what the much more is, you talking mannequin? Much more is they are nullifying the rights of American citizens. That's what they're doing. And they have their Democrat, all happen to be, Irish on the Supreme Court that are going to wreck that are going to guarantee you have to take it to the Illinois. I mean, to the to the American Supreme Court, because in Illinois, in New York, in New Jersey, in every Democrat sewer, hellhole, ghetto around this country, they're trying to implement a fascistic Soviet style rule. And you're going to have to beg and hope that justices who got their appointments because of their genitalia and skin pigmentation Believe in principles of Americanism. That's when you learn to fear your government in these hellholes. Uh, Robert Bloomingdale. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Sean, that uh, these, these, these people are number brainless zombies yeah. that just vote on anything because they, they want to vote Democrat, if you want to call it that. But oh. the reason I was calling today is to say, first of all, how are you doing? 
Good, good, Robert. And you know, it's funny, as you're talking, I'm thinking about when I moved down here and I went to a, a gun store and I, you know, I got yeah. my license down here and everything. I walked up to the counter, I picked out my items and I said, you know, uh, what's the waiting period or whatever? The guy goes like this, well, you're an American, you're a Floridian. Take, yeah. take, take what you bought and get the hell out of here. He said, yeah. I love you, man. But go ahead. You know, here's the question I want to ask, not to change the subject or anything. Yeah. But, okay, you got the primary for mayor in Chicago. All these candidates are unqualified to run. Now, where the heck is the Cook County Republicans and those Republicans out there in Cook County or even the state of Illinois, why don't they run a candidate who might be a good attorney who's a man or a woman yeah. and back the person and give you, me, my wife, a choice yeah. uh, of a real candidate other than some... Did you ask me? can't hold the job. What do you did, think? Did you ask me where they are? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can only talk for the Illinois Republican that's from Elmwood Park and is a, uh, a is on the on the board in Cook County. And where he is is in the Forest Preserve, looking for his toupee backed into a parking space. Thank you very much. Wow. Yeah. That's where he is. Uh, Anita, Chicago. Hi, Sean. Thanks for my call. Thanks for calling. I just wanted to tell you that interview did really hit home. Um, right. A year ago today, my beautiful father entered the hospital never to return home again. Not only did the arrogant fascist doctor not let us see him, they outright refused to treat him with what we all know works, no matter how much they They murdered my dad, took my mom's husband and my children's grandfather. And I know that we're not the only family that dealt with that. So no, Anita, and it's that. no, it's heartbreaking. And I want you to hang on. I want you to get Anita's information for me. I want you to give Anita a shirt, and I want you to give her a better line when she calls in again because I want to know her father's name so we can give him the right to have his name heard. I think it's crucially important, and I want to play this. I my name is Dr. Anna Forbes, and I place tremendous importance on listening to what my patients have to say to me. And many of my patients have been telling me that they've been feeling increasingly unwell to varying degrees since their COVID-19 vaccinations. And There's a movement in Europe called Stop the Shot. It's headed up by doctors who refuse to listen to totalitarian fascists let their patients die. We'll discuss that and more after this. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show at AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. On a cold and gray Chicago. Oh, I love the king. But before I. Uh, is this my David Honeybunny? Is this my Bubula? Is this my guy? My favorite dessert connoisseur who is not. On a municipal pension? It is. It's the lovely David Hochberg. I still have time for that, by the way. <laughs> I know you do. What's going on? <laughs> I just wanted to call to wish you happy, healthy, and safe New Year, buddy. Oh, you know I love you. How are you doing? I know you do. I'm doing great. How, How long did you last at the job. gym on the Stairmaster? Did you make seven first minutes? Of all, first of all, I'm up to an hour, <laughs> smart ass. And, uh... I got a boxing thing in my basement now. I've been boxing. Oh, get out so of I here. Could, I could bodyguard you now when we go out. Oh, yeah, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Did I ever tell you when I met Sean Hannity, and he, he had some fellow with him? And he, I said, who's this guy? Oh, it's my sensei. Really? 
So you're so tough, you got to travel with your sensei? You know who I travel with? Nobody. That's how tough I am. Go ahead. That's all I got, man. I just want to call the wish you a happy new year, man. I well, a happy new your, year to you and your beautiful family. Happy, healthy, and prosperous. And when are you coming to visit me? Uh, actually, uh, no time soon. Come on. My man. wife's going down there next week, but i gotta do, I got to work. Oh, boy, oh, boy. All right, I'll keep an eye on her. You don't want any of these scoundrels down here and their Speedos prancing around there. In the meantime... Let me know when you're coming up here. You come down here, I'll buy a case of sunscreen. We'll get you all powdered up, all right? (laughs) I appreciate that. Take care. Goodbye. Happy New Year, you handsome devil. Tom in Blue Island. Sean, happy Insurrection Day. Fedsurrection Day. (laughs) First of all, you know what January 6th really is? My late mother's birthday, and that's it. Go ahead. Sean, once the smoke clears and they put this establishment hack McCarthy in there, this 20 has done a great job trying to fight for the American people. Yeah. They get, Ray Epps needs to do, if Ray Epps can do eight hours in front of a committee run by Jim Jordan and he has to answer questions and everything falls apart. And then after that, you get Cheney back up there and you get Kinziger back up there. You know, Tom, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that Ray Apps belongs to the social, same social club as Sammy the Bull Gravano, who probably lives right next door to him in Arizona, where the rats have the social club. Krista, Southside, you got thirty seconds, though. Okay, my question is about um, the speaker of the house. Yeah, doesn't don't they have the power to impeach? He's not going to impeach anybody, Krista. He's got the, everything just where it wants it. How much time I got, Squirrel? You got t- 15 seconds, Daniel. Sean, you know why Baker and Chief and Diapers is compromising the Chinese Communist Party? Uh, because he worst, refunded the dump. We got the worst sound ever. I didn't mean to do that, Daniel. We had the Fourth Industrial Revolution has the potential to robotize humanity and thus compromise our traditional sources of meaning, work, community, family, identity. That's from Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, and the speaker on the economy was Kevin McCarthy. Sure, he's qualified. He won the lottery and kissed a congressman's ass for 15 years, lived with Frank Lutz, straightened out his toupee. Everybody have a good weekend, a safe weekend. And remember... It's American Dark Ages, but it's still America. You're going to get through this. You're going to survive. In the meantime, be proud of America. Go ahead. Cue the music, squirrel. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so
have a great, safe weekend, and happy birthday, Ma. I miss you every day. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.